pool the ball to JTA. Slips the pick down the lane. No look to Peyton. Right corner, three ball. Got it! How about that? Six-point lead for Golden State, and that's their largest lead of the night. This is the Golden State Warriors podcast. And now your host, the voice of the Warriors, at Warriors Vox, Tim Roy. Well, welcome to another edition of the Warriors podcast. I'm Tim Roy, and it's going to be a pleasure to bring to you this conversation I had with Gary Payton II. He's been signed by the Golden State Warriors. He joined them late last year with a couple of 10-day contracts, and he is continuing to prove every day that he's going to be an NBA player. I think you're going to like this. Of course, he's the son of the glove, Gary Payton, one of the best players to come out of the Bay Area ever, and certainly he's had to carry that along with him throughout his basketball journey. Well, Gary, you're a warrior. How does that make you feel? Uh, I would have never never thought that, you know, I would end up back in Oakland and uh, in the Bay, you know, with, with my family and everything. And it's just a, it's a blessing, honestly, and it's, it's exciting. You know, it, it's so funny because uh, we, on our broadcast, on the radio side, we talk about the Bay all the time in terms of the number of players it's produced and, and the number of guys we've seen come in and out, you know, from – from yourself to Juan to your dad to Jason Kidd to Bill Russell to, to Paul Silas, I think the Bay is a really underrated area. And I know you didn't, you know, spend all your time in in the Bay. That's where you, your your dad's from and the relatives and everything else. But but we're going to count you anyway. So just take that. So, so tell me about the the, uh, the back and forth with the organization the last year and or the last you know eight nine months and change and and. Uh, what was it like? How has it come about? And, and what have they told you? What do they project for you? Uh, yeah, the last uh, eight, nine months, you know, um, since I, you know, got my 10, two, 10 days, you know, it's just, uh, I think just, you know, trying to make it work. And, uh, you know, through the summer and whatnot, you know, I, I think they, they found a way to make it work. And uh, just come here and, and do what I, every, anything I can, you know, to help this team, you know, um, on the bench, you know, be vocal, help my teammates on the floor, court. And, you know, when I get in, you know, just trying to make a, a impact, you know, instantly, you know, when I get in, try to change the game. Or just get in like you did against the Lakers in about 10 seconds and help get a steal. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, I know I know they trust me on, on, on situations like that. So, uh, you know, I take pride in that. And, you know, I try to make a play, you know, with whatever time I got out there. Yeah, we had seen you with, with other teams. And for those who don't know, Gary, you bounced around with Milwaukee, Washington, Lakers. You know, then now with the Warriors, you've been on a number of different G League teams. And well, the first thing that tells me is that you love the game. Yeah, because absolutely. Because that's 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 not easy to do. It's a, it's definitely a grind. You know, it's a marathon, and uh, you just keep stabbing at it. You know, and, uh, and enough people is going to recognize your game, and you know, it's you create opportunities for yourself. I knew that you were a special defender on your ten day last year when I went to talk to Ron Adams, and he said. Gary Payton can really guard people. I really like that. Ron, Ron does not throw around praise easy, you know. <laughs> Shout out Ron Adams. Shout out Ron. So I knew that you were a special uh, defender that way. You, let, let, let's go back and, and start earlier, though, when you're growing up. And I have no reference point for this. So, so give me the – what is it like to have a famous dad? Uh, growing up, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I really knew who, you know, who he was to, you know – to, to the NBA world, you know, he was just my dad, you know, I had fun going to, you know, Key Arena, going to practices and interacting with the guys and and whatnot, and, um, you know, I didn't think I really knew who he was, you know, until, until later, 
but uh, I do cherish those moments in growing up, you know, as your your dad's a Gary Payton, you know, for the Seattle Supersonics. So, you know, I just cherish those moments. And, uh, of course, uh, I guess a couple things stuck to me while I was young, you know, so it, it panned out really well. But, you know, it was just a – it was a different different, uh, different way I grew up. But, you know, I cherish it and, uh, you know, it's – you know, just run with it. What's your favorite uh, Sonic story? Sonic story? I really don't have a favorite Sonic story. It's just so many different memories. Um, I kind of remember the 96 series against uh, the Chicago, you know, a couple games there. And uh, really just interactions with the team, you know, Sean Kemp, uh, Nate McMillan, you know, um, Vin Baker, all those guys down there in Seattle, you know, at the time. It's just they made it, you know, enjoyable and, and memorable for me. Did you want to be Sean Kemp? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know I panned out now. You know it's kind of different. You know, uh, young glove is out here dunking like Sean. Yeah, I could see the resemblance there. Though flying to the rim, and and uh, yeah, those were so much fun teams to watch. Yeah. And 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 I remember one of my first years with the Warriors were up there, and I had to do a double take at halftime. I think we were down like seventy to forty. <laughs> you know, it was just it was just one of those crazy, you know, where they got going and just started running yeah. the balls all over the backboard, and it's just it was just nuts. But um, I have to tell you a story about your dad that's always impacted me in in terms of um, you know we always hear players say, "Oh, I'm pay it forward," and we're gonna, you know pay the game, and and um, all star games in Oakland. It's like two thousand. Two thousand. Yep. Two thousand. Yep. Okay. So I'm there at, at a uh, Western Conference practice, mm-hmm. okay, and we were set up. We're doing the Warriors roundtable live from there that day, and so I'm set up in the corner, and I'm watching, and, and right at the end, everybody's starting to filter out of the practice, and I see your dad talking to Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and he's showing him about how the angle of how his defensive stance is is going to influence a player one way or the other and set up a steal, and, and he just – he basically took him to class for about five minutes. You could just see Kobe's just eating this up. He loves yeah, this, locked right? In, yep. Yeah, it was just a great moment. Yeah, I just thought that was so cool. You know, here's one, you know, superstar, and here's this one that's, you know, rising up and taking control of a chunk of the league, and, and yet here he is. He's, he's you know, paying some, paying some, uh, paying back the game he loves by, you know, helping out another player. It was great. Yeah, yeah, and I heard, uh, you know, Kobe, Kobe's did, done that with a lot of, a lot of different players. You know, just picked their games and applied it to his. And then, you know, he was just a student of the game, and and he loved to learn. What makes a special defender, in your opinion? Uh, I think uh, instincts, really. You know, just the instincts. You know, just to have, you know, where to be. You know, just just to be in the right spot, you know, put your teammates in the right spot. Essentially, it will put you in the right spot, you know, to make plays for your team. And uh, just to be vocal. Uh, I think it's very key to be vocal and uh, active and, you know, just try to cause havoc any way you can. Do you keep, like, a mental book? Do you watch film and look for guys' tendencies, what they like to do? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that started, you know, um, probably um, JUCO in, in college, you know, just watching pro guys, you know, just, you know, have that mentally ready, you know, what they like to do. And, of course, you know, games evolved over the years, but still watch those guys and, you know, just try to take away, you know, their tendencies and what they like to do. So you've been with the Warriors long enough now, training camp and, and, and starting out this year and the the 10 days. Uh, are you still in awe of what number 30 can do when he wants to? Uh, he, he, <laughs> he, he, he did that last year. He, he got me straight. Uh, I didn't realize how different it was watching from the bench, but 
Uh, he's pretty exciting, and it's at this point now. I'm sure a lot of people say this, where every time he puts it up, I think I think everybody thinks it's going in. So, you know, he he has a high motor, and he can just go, and he doesn't stop moving in 48 minutes. It's crazy. Uh, he wears the defenders down, you know, just chasing them around. But he's electric. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. We sit up top and we watch. And when he gets the ball, I'm, I'm telling you, you talk about gravity. The whole defense gets sucked over. Oh, to him. oh, it's all ten I every all ten players on the court are looking at thirty, you know. But it, you know that's just what type of attention you know he he commands. That like you have to have all eyes on him and make sure you know you try to take away what he likes to do best. And the threes are definitely going to hurt you. I've noticed a couple times in preseason where you kind of lined up in a dunker spot with the step on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've found my way in a dunker spot, you know, try to help out guys. You know, Iggy, Iggy's, he be looking for me in, you know, 30. Uh, I just try to make, create an outlet for, you know, for those guys, especially 30. You know, everybody's doubling 30. So just trying to find an outlet and uh, just try to get an easy one. Have you got a taste for clay yet? Clay, Clay's uh, he's been in practice. You know, he's he's getting back, starting to look like his his self. So, um, very excited where where he's at and where when he comes back. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to watch him because he's again another guy that just loves the game. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Every day he he's in the he's on the bench. He you know he's sick that he can't get out there, but I know when he gets back, he's gonna let he's gonna let the world have it. We have, we have an, an another connection with with your dad was with, with me was I was working in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And we're um, for the Arizona State Station when Steve Kerr and Tom Tolbert and Sean Elliott were, were at the U of A. Mm-hmm. All right? And so then I think the following year, there was a regional in Tucson. And I went down to cover it for our radio station and to do some updates and stuff. And it was, um, it might have been your dad's last game. It was Ralph Miller's last game, mm-hmm. the coach at Oregon State. And and. Does he ever talk about Ralph at all? Do you ever? Uh, not really. More when we get back to Corvallis, you know, we come back to Corvallis and yeah. talk to the boosters and everything. He'll bring up a Ralph story. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was an inch, very interesting guy, Ralph Miller. I, 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 just in the few uh, workings I had with him, but but uh, yeah, so you end up in Corvallis. You were two years in community college in yeah. Salt Lake, yeah, and then you end up in Corvallis, and again, you're following in your father's footsteps. Yeah. You know, it it uh, it had to be. I mean, you were a, an outstanding player there for the Beavers. You know, salute to the chainsaw. But uh, the uh, but what was that like? What what was your Oregon State experience like? Um, the crazy part about it is, I really had my mindset of going to St. Mary's University out in uh out in the Bay. Yeah. You know, I was wanted to stay close to family and my grandmother, but uh, I took my visit to Corvallis, and uh, that was all it took was a visit. Um, the love that they shown and just. It just made sense when I when I stepped on campus, you know. It's just so I told him that I was going probably end up following his footsteps and going to Oregon State, and uh, just basically took the challenge. I knew it was going to be difficult, you know, going there with my father, being compared, whatnot, and uh, also just try to help that program, you know, get back to the tournament. Yeah, it's it, when you had a your defensive player of the year in the Pac-12. You were all Pac-12 in in your time there. Uh, you know the thing about college to pro, there is there is a jump, there is a difference. So tell tell me what was the biggest thing for you, in and when you started to work your way into the NBA. Uh, every level, I think, is just uh the pace of the game. You know the speed of the game, especially going into Pac-12. You got a lot of quick, athletic guys. You know, go to Pac-12. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing was just you know learning the game. Uh, Figuring out, you know, where I was going to fit in and, and, and do my damage. 
So once I figured that out, I think uh, it went pretty smooth. There's a couple of talkers on this team. Draymond can get into a good conversation on the yeah. floor. Juan is certainly <laughs> Absolutely, Juan. Juan if yeah, any, if you got, got any problems, you know who to call 95. <laughs> hey, well, exactly. yeah. Hey, there, there, there's Oakland there, man. There's <laughs> Oakland and Juan, and, and yes. that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Uh, so uh, do you chat up? Uh, not too really. You know, I, I do it. I just like like to have my game, you know, uh, talk for me. But, I, I you know, if – if it gets out of line, I might throw a couple words in here and there. Not too, you know, loud, probably like Dre or whatever. But, you know, I'll make sure that they understand me and they know that I'm going to be right here. Yeah, the uh, your your dad when talking, I don't know if I can air any of those stories that I heard. Because, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best that we don't do that. <laughs> that would be best. But I'll get you one of my favorite <laughs> NBA trash talk stories of all time. I'm in Sacramento. I'm here. Uh, we are actually taping this in Sacramento. I did six years with the Kings okay. first. And in fact, I interviewed your dad when he was at a Kings game um, during his his last year in mm-hmm. college, and I, I talked to him at halftime. But the um, uh, we're, the Kings had a guy named Jerry Reynolds, who was their coach then, then became general manager. He's the only other guy from French Lake, Indiana, that made the NBA. Mm-hmm. So we're playing Boston, and I'm sitting there, and I got the one ear off the headset because I know Bird likes to talk to him. <laughs> and so Boston's coming down the floor. Bird jogs up in front because you better get somebody out here who can guard me. <laughs> and then he goes, catches the ball, jab step into a three, bang. And he goes, you better get somebody. I <laughs> definitely, I've heard that a few, I heard that story a few times. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable that he could yeah. do that. They it's made, true. they actually made made a, a bobblehead with that with that he said that and they made a bobblehead with it with the with the voice oh. and it, it's amazing oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going on ebay <laughs> as soon as we get done i, I think he, he's got that. one at the crib i think he's still got it so what what uh what i guess uh takes up your off time away from the floor uh, off time you know um i'm real simple i i'm a homebody um i like to stay uh play video games you know uh watch netflix uh binge watch a lot of episodes uh series and whatnot uh, what, what are you watching now? I'm watching. Uh, I'm trying to finish Squid Games. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm how, a, how is that? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's yet. interesting. Okay. You should definitely, okay. definitely uh, look into it. It's interesting. Uh, it's probably the number one show right now in the world. So um, I'm a little bit behind. So I'm trying to catch up on that. And then uh, after that, um, I've been watching this show called You. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that series, that uh, third series, a ser- uh, season just came out. So after Squid Games, I'm going to probably finish that. Uh, there's a show on HBO I d- I've, I've gotten into, it, and it, the new season just kicked off last weekend, uh, Succession. No, I've if you never get a chance it. to watch, there there is not one nice person in this entire <laughs> show. They're all backstabbers and you know power yeah. grubber. It is, yeah. it's just sweet that way. It's just yeah. great. Wait, yeah, wait, if you like that, you're gonna like Squid Games. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's interesting. Uh, video game of choice right now. What what's uh, video game of choice right now is probably FIFA 22. Just okay. came out not too long ago. Of course, I play uh, Call of Duty, Warfare, all the sports game, Assassin's Creed. Uh yeah, I just uh I just like to stay busy. I like I like going outdoors, I like hiking. I like the wilderness. So, you know, just depends on what type of day it is. Are you a Premier League guy? Uh, absolutely. Who's your team? Absolutely. Who? Premier, but my team's my team is not in the Premier League. Uh-oh. No, no, I lied. I lied. They are okay. Tottenham uh, Spurs. Oh, Tottenham Spurs. Yes. Okay. You know who else a big fan of that team? Who? Steve Steve Nash. Really? He is. No, no, he, yeah. He, he is. is a Spurs fan. Yeah. Him yeah. him LeBron. LeBron's got some got some um he's got he, some part of Liverpool, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got yeah. a part of Liverpool. Yeah. You're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um you may not know this, but one of Steve Kerr's uh kids, uh Matthew, 
is one of the writers on Ted Lasso. He's yes, the second, for, yeah. the, for the uh, second yeah, season. For yeah. the second season. And apparently they named a character after him, and they, they said, oh, Matthew Kerr, he's the Irish he's Ronaldo. <laughs> Hey, little Nikki Nikki Kerr told me about that. Yeah, he did. I yeah. thought that was hysterical. Yeah, the I love Irish it. Hey, Ronaldo. no, uh, Ted Lasso is a great, great series. Uh, oh. I I've already watched that series probably four or five times already. Yeah, it's 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 so good. Yes, it's, it's great. Just off the charts good. I love I love I love when things are done well, and that's done really really Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Are you a reader at all? Do you read? No, I need to I need to read more. Uh, my sister keeps getting on me about reading more. She's she's sending me books actually right now. So okay. uh, when I get back to the bay, I have some some content to read. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's always it's always interesting that you know it's it, for me it's hard to read during the season because I'm reading every day. Yeah, I'm reading stats and everything. bios and everything. Yeah. So to me. The off season is when I can just dive into a book and you know, good piece of fiction and forget myself for a while. But um, you recommend any books? You know, I I haven't. I've been. I've actually. Um, I was a lit minor in college, mm-hmm. so I've actually this past summer I went back and started rereading some classics. Okay. So like Catcher in the Rye uh-huh. and, and a couple of Hemingway books because PBS ran a thing on Hemingway. Oh yeah, I got to reread. You know, Sun Also Rises, things like that. But I haven't read anything current in about six or eight months so i have i can't really recommend anything that's on the market right now but but uh you know well i do i do i did hear that stephen king's got a new book out so if you like Ooh, horror okay. stuff yeah yeah he's he that guy that guy's got a twisted mind uh, I don't yes know. He, he does yes yeah, i love i love it though too many too many <laughs> nights spent up in cold maine you know <laughs> i'm gonna actually try to um i'm gonna see if i can get into the harry potter books because i'm a huge harry potter fan i watched the the trilogies all of them so I'm going to try to see about the books. You need to talk to Clay. Talk to Clay. Clay is a Harry Potter guy. In fact, we took Clay to the Harry Potter world in Orlando. In Orlando. Yes, yeah. I've been there. I've been there a few times, actually. Yeah, Clay Clay was there. He had the wand, the whole bit. Yeah, I got my wands, too, at the house. Yeah, I got to talk to Clay. I got to talk to him. Yeah, you got to talk to him about that. He's, he's really, he was really into it. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my kids were into that. Do you know that they play... Uh, I saw this, and I, I taped it for my son. I said, you're not going to believe this. But there are certain colleges that play that game Squidditch. Yeah, go, yeah, 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 Quidditch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quidditch, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, not, I'm not into it that much. But, but yeah, I, I was watching them. They're, and the guys are running up and down with, with the, the broom. broom. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I know. I've seen it. It's great. I love it. I love it. So as we wrap this up, let me uh, ask you about um, this year. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I, I – I really like the vibe around the the team this year. It's got I think we got a nice mix of some young legs and some good vets and and some guys like you who are, who uh who need to play well to get your get your feet solidly in the league and you know tell me tell me what you see. What what do you like? Uh, it's a good group of guys, you know. Um, I think everybody, you know, buy uh, going to going to buy into, you know, what coach is talking about, uh, especially young guys. Moody's been playing amazing and he's just been soaking up all the energy everybody from everybody and um we don't have really, you know, too big of an egos on here, so I think uh, everybody's going to sacrifice, you know, their own, their own uh, success, you know, for the team success, and I think that's what it's going to take, you know, to uh, get over the get over the hump, the hump, you know, especially in waiting for uh, James and uh, Clay to get back, and I think those are the the two missing pieces when they get back. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, it's it's great to watch watch you. Your shot look, is looking better. 
your confidence is going to be better, and I, I really think you're going to be around a long time because I always go by the old adage that no coach ever benched a guy for playing good defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacking up a shot? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe throwing a bad pass? Yeah, you might sit down but next not, to me. No, not defense. Not, not for playing defense. good defense. <laughs> so you have that in your hip pocket, my friend. Right, so. right. Shout out Nikki Kerr. Yeah, um, there we go. Ron Adams, you know, uh, LB, you know, everybody who's uh, been helping me this summer uh, with my shot. Um, like you said, it's, it's, it's getting better, and numbers the numbers say that. So uh, I appreciate those guys helping me putting the time in. Final, final one. I have to ask you this because I don't want to screw up on the air. Uh, do you like the mitten or little glove? Uh, young glove. Young glove. We're going to go with anything. We're going to go with the young, young glove. glove. Young glove. I like that. You like, like it? That. Okay. Look, We're going to rock with that. Gary Payton the second. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Oh, no, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. Really enjoyed the conversation with Gary Payton the second, and and I don't know. There's something about the Warriors podcast. We talked with Jordan Poole in preseason. He's off to a very good start for Golden State. Now we talked to Gary Payton, and the night after that conversation, it was recorded in Sacramento before the Kings game, and uh, Gary Payton comes off the bench, gets double figures, and he's a big reason why uh, the Warriors won that game to go three and zero in their first three contests. Maybe a little Warrior podcast mojo going on here. We'll have to see how it all checks out over the course of the season. Hi, Tim Roy. Thanks again for listening to the Warriors podcast. Thanks to James Kincaid and also Michael Ravina for assisting in the taping of this interview. And come back for more on the Warriors podcast throughout the season.